Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We did a lot of good things, so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, Rosky, uh, I think he he led that group uh, tonight. We had a good chat with their line uh, before the game, and just that they needed to simplify a little bit more, and um, you know, as we've talked about before, be a little more a little more gritty first, and then uh, let the skill translate from there. So they did that. Yes, yes. Oh my Football. god, we're back to gritty, Rasky. <laughs> it's gritty time. We had a, we had a Rasky in there. We had a gritty. I mean that greasy. is that, that's an all-time hockey clip right there. Yeah. Let's let's frame that one. That oh, is Dean, an all-time hockey. Dean's going to give you the, throughout the course hopefully <laughs> of what might be a long playoff run. Dean's going to give you some you're going to get gritty, you're going to get greasy. You're yes. going to get team, you're going to get we uh tons of nicknames. Well, Rest actually me. not. Actually it's not nicknames at all. It's taking names and just sticking wise on yes. them. Yeah, it's what Gardy used Gardy. to do. Yeah, the Gardy move. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh, well. Cuddy was sort of built in, right? Because there's a yeah. Cuddy. Kadire started with Cuddy. That was easy, but Spansy, yep. Mornozy, Alexi was already was already in there. Uh, yeah, Josie, he called Joe Mauer Josie. He did. I'm pretty sure you're, you're adding an extra. Syllable oh, I don't remember. To, That's good. Okay. <laughs> That's I feel like great. nicknames are supposed to shorten your. Well, to shorten your name, and they're right? supposed to be creative too. Like where where do we cross <laughs> this weird line of a nickname is just a Y on your last name? <laughs> like it's supposed to be like you're supposed to have a nickname that's like something that's not your name because oh that's Dexy. a great yeah. De- Deck Lindsay yeah yeah we'll that's not a nickname that's just <laughs> that's putting a, a Y on your name yeah. by the way we were gonna do statements today on this Monday but I think we should just let Declan apologize to Rask for forty minutes so oh okay ahead, yeah all right yeah I all right <laughs> that 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 Saturday debacle um, makes a horrible play and in the end of regulation could have easily sealed the game. With an overtime or with an empty net winner, so what does he do in overtime? By the by, the grace of God, extending his shift, somehow is able to find the back of the net and get the overtime winner, putting a dagger into my heart and and just showing cl- classic me, just honestly classic Declan situation that transpired on Saturday. Are you are you? Did you just admit that you're rooting more to be right than you are rooting yes. for a lengthy playoff run here that would reinvigorate the Minnesota sports fan base? A little bit. A little bit. I'll wow. save my my other contradictory every statement for decks. statements. In life, the statement is every dog gets its day. And Rask so, so like if Rask plays this much, the odds are he's going to <laughs> fall into successes at times, right, Phil? Yeah, that, yeah. that's the truth about sports, right? Yeah, or like maybe if, he's just a clutch player who rises up late in the season and he's about oh. to score seven playoff goals. What if Victor Rask just final? turns out to be the linchpin to a Stanley Cup run? I, what if he just listen, turns out to be this phenomenal? Mr. Clutch, Mr. May player. Okay, actually, let's start statements. Okay. Let's start statements, <laughs> right. okay? Because okay. Declan's going to hate my first statement. Let's fire this up. By the way, statements today, every Monday, I'm Mackie and Judd. Powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're looking for peace of mind as a business owner, if you're looking for uh, people who've been in the industry for generations on the insurance side that measure the success of their business by the success of your business, that's Federated. Find a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, statement number one, okay? We'll start here. Declan's going to hate this, but we sit here and we talk about the Wild potentially making a deep playoff run, right? And they're going to they're gonna have to pull a first-round upset of some kind. And we talk about 
Dollar Dollar Bill Kirill. We talk about Fiala, the the the, the great depth at Blue Line. But the reality is, and here's my statement: If the Wild are going to make a run in the playoffs, they're going to need someone like or specifically Rask to rise up and play well for at least one series. You're not just going to have five guys carry you at the top of your roster. You're going to need, I mean, remember when, was it Dustin Bufflin who scored a bunch of goals like nine years ago? Like when random dudes pop up and, uh, and that's what it takes sometimes to make a run to the second, third and final round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you may be writing him off and you may want him jettisoned, but you're going to need players like him or him specifically to help carry this team too. I actually agree completely. I don't think it's going to be him, but I, I think that you are you just hit it. Yes. You are going to need a guy like, let me see here. I'm going to go through my, my brain really quickly, all the wild roster. Uh, Nico Sturm, a guy like that. But yeah, Phil, you are, that's a thousand percent correct. Like if it's, Kaprizov can lift you and you've got guys who are definitely your core players. But yeah, that that nails it. You need, there are certain things, if you are going to make a run through, you know, two or three rounds. Um, you have to have bottom six guys and they'll step up at times. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. I think it's right. The Hockey Whisperer is back. Oh. Fire up the own to joy. The Hockey Whisperer is well, back. W- it, w- the, the official Hockey Whisperer music actually is a copyright violation. It's uh, Careless Whisperer by George Michael, I the saxophone copyright. solo song. I yeah. hate copyright. And the problem is we, we can't play that song on our podcast or YouTube channel or we get flagged for copyright violations. So, so I will hit you with this. Okay. The Whisperer. But this is this is more the celebratory song for when the Whisperer yeah, strikes. Know. Now, he's not predicting anything official yet. No, okay? but, but what I'm saying is oh. he's warming up. Yeah. He's a soloist, and right now he's warbling. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he is he is Fulton Reed unleashing slap shots during pregame warm-ups while the other team looks on. Like, oh, my God, the hockey whisperer is Rick, back. Rick Rubin over there, is just, he's got a little something brewing in, this, in the production studio. He's ready to release it. I'm excited to hear it. Rick, I love Rick Rubin. Yeah, good Eddie guy. Great. Yeah. Great Kanye. music. Produce, good, yeah. good, great beard. Yeah, so that's my first statement. Okay. I'll take your statement. And I will raise your statement just a bit because I am going to backtrack on something that I've been saying of, of late. It was entirely wrong, and my statement is going to reflect that. Is this where you apologize for saying the Vikings should have uh, drafted Aaron Rodgers 13 years ago? No, it's not. Six, 15 years ago. No, not, not because yet. we are doing wild statements because there's so much excitement in the state of hockey. <laughs> I am amending my statement that Kirill Kaprizov, Dala Dala Bill Kirill, is the best player in wild history. He is, he will be the best player to ever play for an NHL team that has called Minnesota home. He is on the precipice of being the best player for the North Stars or Wild that Whoa. I have ever seen. And let and let me just Whoa, explain. You saw Mike Madonna well, for me like just, three years. Let me explain that briefly. Let, let me explain that. Yes. Whoa. So so the North Stars list that I've got from from basically the time I started to follow them circa 1979 or so. Neil Broughton, Bobby Smith, Dino. Okay? Mike Madano played four years here, but really became a Hall of Famer, or not really. He became a Hall of Famer with the Dallas Stars, all right? He planted the seeds he plant, here, though. He planted the seeds sure. here, but Kaprizov is a is a 24-year-old man. He's a man. He's 24. <laughs> Who is who is coming here essentially in what looks like it begins his hockey prime? Mikey started to get good here, played four years, put up really good points totals in at least three of those, I believe. But he became the year after they left, which was the ninety three ninety four season for Dallas. Mike Madano uh, scored fifty goals for the first time. So because I consider Mike Madano to really have been a star not a north star and because kaprizov is clearly because the franchise is based here and as far as i know they are not going anywhere kirill kaprizov is going to be the best player so okay that's a bold i mean really the the bold take here and you, you could probably pick nits with other players in north stars history i would be curious to hear lou nanny's reaction to what you just said because i'm sure he would 
I don't think I, I think he probably loves. I asked Tom Reed about that about this on Saturday at the game, friend and and he went through. I love friend of the show, and Reed is he is he contractually allowed to be a friend of our show? I don't think he. I don't know who he is. So Dex might have gone too far there. Um, I asked Tom Reed the question, and he mulled it and thought about it, and came up with some of the same names that I just mentioned. Um, but he did not dismiss it. So we are the. This is not a super hot take. It's sort of a hot take, I think. So I, I think if I could if I could differentiate one thing. So mm-hmm. so Kirill is twenty four, right? You say he's twenty four. Yep. Mike Madano came in the league when he was nineteen years old. And Correct. so like M- Madano was and Madano was amazing as a nineteen, twenty, twenty one year old. But you're right. His his goal break like he was scoring an average of like 30 goals a season for the four years in Minnesota, and then he pops to 50 as a 23 year old, and he and he goes forward that way. Um, may I also bring up Neil Broughton in the early 80s, mm-hmm. who as a 22 year old scored 38 goals, 98 points, uh, finished top 10 in most of the major awards that were handed out. He also dropped 32 goals and 28 goals at age 23-24. So, so part of it is like Kirill's getting a little bit of a late start by hockey prospects uh, standards, right? He wasn't here when he was That's 20, part of the like point of why he's so guys. good right now, exactly. Yeah, NHL-wise, yes. Exactly. He's kind of it's a little bit like the Ichiro thing where he was good yeah. as a pro outside of the main league and then jumped in. Now, Ichiro was like 27 or 28. But I will say this. I've never, I have never seen a player step in and do the things that Kirill is doing for Another team in that, whether it be the, going back to the stars, um, I don't remember a player doing nearly as much. Like Bratz, Bratz was great. Bratzy was fantastic. I loved Bratzy. him. Um, and <laughs> and he was definitely one of the best North Stars of all time. I don't know that I, he was as dynamic as Corilla's right now. And yes, Phil, though, if Madonna had spent his entire career here, then my statement's not true. He's the yeah. best player. I'm trying to figure out also a uh, like a, an 82 game pace here. Maybe you guys have already done the math on uh, this. So 54. Dex is the math guy. He's Holy averaging math. a goal every other game. He's got 27 goals in 54 games. Yep. So he would he would he's on pace to score 41 goals and assists if they were too. to play a full season. Yeah, and uh, and he has three fewer assists. So he would essentially be he'd be like a 41 goal, 40 assist guy, 80 point season as a rookie in the NHL, which is. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And it's hard. And sometimes one last point on this. It's hard to compare this era of the NHL. You can't just compare like Madonna's numbers yeah. from whatever, 1990 to right. anyone's numbers today because the game was different. The The goal scoring climate, if you will, was higher. There was just more goals being scored. Um, so it's a little bit like comparing batting averages across eras. Well, some eras, Carl Yastrzemski leads the league with a 300 average, right? And so if you hit 270, you were mm-hmm. actually like a 320 hitter. So, anyways, is that a hot take, Declan? That he might already be on track to be the greatest player in sixty years of Minnesota hockey? I, I don't think so. I, I, granted, I I was four months, five months old when the North Stars left, so I have zero memory of the North Stars. Uh, I me- obviously remember when the Wow came in the came into the fold. I was eight years old when they played their first season, so that's you know your first formal years as a sports fan. And I love Gabrick. Marion Gabrick was great. You know, you know, and they've had other pop up players that have come in, like Brian Ralston was good. Dem- Pavel Dimitra was good. And then there are other core players of Granlin and Coyle and Nino were fun, and Prize is great. But were, were they fun, Declan? They they were they were oh they were fun. In fact, I think some people think they were too fun, and that's why they were so much great. Cause they're such nice, fun guys. Judd, are you kidding? Come on, Good look point. at look at All Nino right. and Coyle. They're so nice and fun. How can we trade them? Let's give them a tribute video. You know, Ryan so Miller has the same amount of tribute videos at the XL Energy Center that Charlie Coyle and Nino Niederreiter do. Can we can we just talk about that Dude, for a so, second? So, so is Zach nice. Breezy going to get a feature-length film tribute video oh when he God. eventually uh, retires? He might deny it. He's in statements, too. <laughs> he's in statements. But I digress. He's in statements. Yeah. Okay, first statement for me. I'll, I'll jump the gun a little bit here. Judd, he's just there in a second. But for me, it's Matthew Boldy time. It's time to call oh, it Matthew yeah. Boldy. Uh, Boldy this is, is like not. This is like Nas in a street race right yeah, now. Yeah, this is uh, you, you, you almost had me. No, I I almost have you right here. Okay, Bill Guerin, for God's sakes, call the kid up. He had another big game in Iowa yesterday. He's up to 13 points in 11 games. He's got five goals, eight assists. He can play some center, so you could possibly play him at center. But I think he's a better at wing. And essentially, if you're going to scratch Zach Parise, who was by the way scratched in both games uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. You may as well call up this kid, elevate your other players around him. He deserves to be in the playoff roster. And especially 
if you're going to play these last two games against the Blues, the Wild are kind of behind the eight ball, most likely getting the home ice advantage in the first round of the playoff series. Colorado has a game tonight. If they lose that game, a little bit of a different story, but I'm going to envision that they're going to beat the Kings, and then they'll pretty much be solidified to get home ice. You may as well call up Boldy for these final two games, see what he has, and then put him in the playoff roster. Because if you could have a young nucleus core of Fiala and Kaprizov and Joel Eriksson Ek, over to Boldy, and it fires and it goes wide, I'm all in on that. I want all those players on this team in the postseason. It gives them the best chance to go toe-to-toe with a team like Colorado who has firepower up and down. So it's Matthew Boldy time. Call him up, Bill Guerin. The line, I'm telling you, the line is going to be game one of the playoffs, which I believe are now slated, or the team's been told to expect them to open a week from yesterday, is going to be Rask, Fiala, Boldy. And here's the thing. Wow, dude. Here's what I smell. I smell this. It's cooking. Go ahead, Phil. Say it. Oh. If you smell! Oh. I'll play it. What the rock is cooking. I don't think Boldy's coming up for these last two games against the Blues. I think he's coming up for game one of the playoffs. Wow. And here's why. Um, he is dominating the, the league that he's in right now. The AHL, he is dominating it, okay? Like he is, and, and he took the step from college to that league. If you're the Wild, why not surprise your first round opponent? Like, why give them anything? Why tell them anything? There's no, I like, like, this is a league that takes pride in upper and lower body injuries, which I think is one of the stupidest <laughs> thing of all time. Oh, if you know it's an ankle, you might slash them on the level. Everybody knows it's a bleeping. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Duke says, yeah, the guy's got this. So, anyway, but if like, you, like there was a guy that got slashed in the throat and almost yeah. bled out a few years ago. Upper, upper, body. Body, upper body. Upper body. You don't know upper where body. it is. And don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Because, but anyway, the point, the point being is, doesn't it make sense to spring the surprise and have it be game one? Because, I mean, if this kid is that good, third line, so it's not a ton of pressure. Like, it's not, it's not like, oh my God, you're our top line left wing. Left wing Boldy, center Rask, which I don't love, but it's go, but it's inevitable. Right wing Kevin Fiala, and that gives Declan the facilitator because Boldy is a hybrid, in my opinion, center wing. Like he can score, but he can pass too. He's really good as far as as facilitating plays. So I think it's coming, but I think it might be game one of the playoffs. Okay, is there any is there any precedent for something like this that you guys can think of in the last 15 20 years in the NHL where you know it it I feel like it happens sometimes in baseball where you might bring a flamethrowing reliever in in like September and then that then then that guy has to earn his way onto a playoff roster Francisco Rodriguez with the Angels like 2002, right? They called K-Rod up in mm-hmm. September and they went on and won the World Series because no one had seen him and no one had Caught up to his Here, stuff before. Here's, here's is, the, are there any examples? Here's the perfect, uh, not perfect comparison, but a good one. Different positions, but he was dynamic. Cal McCarr in Colorado. Cal McCarr went right from college. I believe he played a little bit in the AHL of Colorado, and his first playoff game, or his first game, was in the playoffs for the Colorado Avalanche in 2018-19. So he played 10 games in the postseason, scored six points, and now, I mean, Cal McCarr is probably the favorite to win Norris this year, uh, but, but Colorado did this with McCarr. Different situation because he's a defenseman, but he was a dynamic player, and they plugged and played him right in the postseason, and that's where everyone first saw him. And he did he did show up. He did he did have some moments oh, for sure. Oh, he's very. So good, I, I would yeah. say just recent memory that would be the first like thing it. that comes to mind. And and they needed him. All right, yeah, I like I like it. I mean, Why once not? you have, there's really no downside, right? Like no. if he doesn't play well, it's not like he's going to get overwhelmed. No, you're not going to ruin him mentally, right? Yeah, like that doesn't really. I think for a goalie that could happen, but for a for a for a defenseman or for a forward, like you're dictating action, you're out there, and if, if it doesn't go well, then cool, you just you get a front row seat to right. watch the playoffs. You yeah, know, and the, and the only problem, the only time it could be a problem is because he signed his entry level deal right away, and it was a two way deal. Some of these guys, when they get out of college, sign ATOs. They find basically amateur tryouts, so they don't burn that first year of eligibility. But they didn't work that out with him. I think they, he signed to a yep. to a no, pure entry level deal. So no matter what, when the AHL season ends and the he's NHL season ends, the first year's already been burned. He's good so, to go. Call him up. Interesting. Yeah. I, I want the I want the Prezi statement from Judd here. Let's just do it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Here. I gotta find it. Yeah, here here it is. Here it notes, is. Let's uh, see here. Hard copy notes. Let's see it. Oh, PR departments and Judd Zolgan. Bunch of hard copy notes. notes. Bunch yes, of hard do. copy notes right yeah. here. It's just slaughtering yeah. <laughs> for no reason. This statement doesn't. Ca- <laughs> 
you know how many trees there still are. Plus, I've always said this, boys. I don't have kids. Not as many as there used I do, to be. I don't have kids. The future doesn't concern me. When I check out, it's over for the Zolgad name. All right. This is this is a statement. By, by, by the way, how, how do you feel about that? You're going to end your lineage. Oh, no, not that. I don't I don't <laughs> care. Like, like what? Like, I'm going to be dead. I, I love this whole thing. Like, we know, you know, when I'm when I'm dead, I'm going to care about you think I'm going to care about the world once I'm dead. Like, I'm off I'm the planet. Saying, like, you know, I mean, once I I'm done, think, the planet, you know, I'm done. It could be some little Zolgads and their no. little hot takes in 2050 running around. They wouldn't be little. They wouldn't be little. My kids would be old by now. They'd be old and hate dad. Why doesn't dad sh- shut up? Which is what the dog and Don say. So, um, all right. Here's my statement. But my statement not only comes from me and my, as Dex said, hard copy of notes here. My statement comes from the Minnesota Wild as well. Because it's the truth and it hurts. Zach Parisi is not one of the Wild's 12 best forwards. And that message was sent not once, but twice. And it was no mistake when he was a healthy scratch for both games against the Anaheim Ducks, who, let me be very clear, plug your ears if you're a child, suck. They're awful, okay? And in back-to-back games, he was scratched. Now, right now, he is forward 13, okay? So so the fourth line, which is what he'd been on for a good month plus, the fourth line was Bukestead on the right, Sturm at center, and and um, who, who was on the left wing, Dex, Stur- for, for the fourth line? Uh, Benino? Benino Sturm? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so that was the fourth line. But when, to tie this all back to Dex's point, Phil, if and when Boldy gets uh, called up, I think it's going to be Bukestead forward 13, potentially. Parisi forward 14. Boldy on that, that third line. And Johansson potentially being bumped down, which would a- absolutely be fine, to the fourth line. The point being is, Zach Parisi, by the time the playoffs start, your $98 million man very well could be your 14th forward, which has no way, but- shape, or form is close to playing. What would you? I mean, would you do that? Like, would would you? Because you've already sort of lit the bridge with him, and and I yes. get that there's been trade talks for two years. So, yes. you know, I mean, you've already you've already the relationship is already frayed, and you've already set the precedent that you will scratch him, non injury related, right? Uh-huh. Would you guys leave him essentially off of the postseason rotation? Oh, I think that's what they're going. I, I think but the plan you, like, right now. Yeah, yes. but don't you think there's like like the Here's argument why. would be. All right, he's not as good as he used to be, but listen, like he's got a ton of experience, yeah. and he could find a greasy goal in Game Three that other guys wouldn't be able to find. But, right? but here's the problem: if you are going to match up against the Abs, which it looks like they're going to do, your issue is this: to score that greasy goal, he has to get to the puck, and he can't skate. Like he, he has no, he can't move. And and the one thing is, don't at me on Rask. I can't explain Rask. Like I can't, but because the logical comeback is, well, Victor Rask is slow too, and that's correct. I can't help you there. Where I can help you is saying they have decided that in a series with speed, Zach Parisi won't be able to move enough to contribute, and therefore, if you're playing the the Abs and he can't get to the puck or carry the puck. He is basically, in their mind, useless. And so that's why I think they have based, uh, unless a guy gets hurt, they've decided that they are going to go in a very different direction. And he is now in the press box. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to steal a a page out of Declan's playbook here. I'm going to give you an analytical view as to why this is happening with Zach Parisi. So they have something, you can find this on hockeyreference.com. They have a stat in the NHL called point shares, where it essentially it's it's a lot like win shares in baseball, where you see wins above replacement, right? So point shares in uh, in the NHL is so if your team over the course of a season racks up you know ninety points or a hundred points as a team, how many points were you worth as a player based on how you played and how well your line played with you, et cetera, right? And so at his peak, Zach Parisi, this is with the Devils, like when he's in his mid-20s, so before he came over to the Wild. At his peak, he was a 13-point player, and then a 12-point player the following year in 2009-10 when they were, that was right around the time where they were maybe winning a Stanley Cup. I can't remember which year they won the Stanley Cup. 
but like of the hundred points in the season, he's accounting for like thirteen percent of all, of of their production, right? This year, and again, it's a shortened season. This year, one point eight point shares. Yep. His peak with the Wild, by the way, was nine and a half about six years ago. So he was still one of the more productive players in the league. Uh, this year, one point eight, eighteenth on the team in point shares. So, yeah, you know, the analytics sort of match what you just said. It's kind of sad, but it is sad. Oh, it's a new new generation. Um, all right, any more wild takes from you guys before we move on? You got to any more decks? Uh, I just I got one, I got one more, I guess. Um, sure, and I may have used it before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna regurgitate it as well. Uh, to me, the, the, this wild team is different, and it's going places. That's that's my statement. It's different, and it's going places. Um, you have dynamic wingers, and obviously Kaprizov and Fiala. Your young players have stepped up. Joel Eriksson-Eck has 20 goals. He's second on the team in even strength goals this season. He has 11 of his goals have come in the third period, so he's been scoring in clutch situations and late, uh, late in clutch situations. Um, obviously, your blue line is fortified. You know, yes, we I rag on Victor Rask a lot, but in, in general, there isn't a big glaring weakness on this team. And the goaltending is fixed. The defense is there. You have young, dynamic players ready to step up. Your veterans have no longer been the guys you rely on. They're instead they're plug-and-play players like Matt Zuccarello. I'm curious to see if Jordan Greenway can turn it up in the postseason. Judd and I talked about it on Saturday that, again, he's had a tendency to kind of disappear a few nights recently. But if he's someone that can step up in the playoffs, I can kind of forgive him for those Charlie Coyle absences, if you will. So I I think, in general, this team is special, and it's going places, and I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. I think the Avs are going to... So I I think the problem is this. If the Avs decide to play as the Avs can, and that's an if because at times... They don't, but I think in the playoffs that they probably will flip a switch. Uh, I think your Rasks and I think the players that we are on the borderline about right now are going to get exposed there. So I agree with Dex. I think that they are on the right path. I don't think it's this year because I think when you get against good teams, it might be a problem. Uh, But that being said, yeah, the direction's phenomenal. I mean, it's so much fun now to watch... If nothing else, to watch a team that looks like it gives a damn, which is a sad thing to say, but how many years did we get a team that looked like, oh, well, you know, we're going to go out there and possibly try. So this is such a turning point, and it starts with one guy. When you have a superstar, it changes everything. And I, I don't mean a nice player. I don't mean a star. I mean a superstar. I mean one of the top 10 to potentially five players eventually in the league. Yeah, it's it's going to be a blast. Give us just give us a couple rounds. Just give us a couple rounds here. You know we're not going to demand too much, but just a first little first round upset would be would be kind of fun. Agreed. All right, uh, my next statement is presented by our friends at PXG Minneapolis. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what Declan shot over the weekend, but let's just bad. say his his game is gonna, he's going to need a couple more rounds to really settle <laughs> in here. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So if if you're getting settled in, you know maybe the thing that you need is uh, the new Gen Four golf clubs from PXG. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. Just upgrade everything you have with PXG's flagship clubs and upgrade your wardrobe too. The spring and summer apparel has arrived. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com/slash/minneapolis. All right. Here's my next statement, boys. The Timberwolves are willfully giving away their draft pick by winning games. <laughs> and I'm here for it, boys. I do not care. In fact, uh, I just got a tweet. I get I get a few of these every time the Wolves do something like this, where they, they beat the Magic last night, pulling into a tie with Orlando for the fifth worst record. The Magic, so my they've God. So they've moved out of the three. Uh, and I got a tweet from Leroy. It says, this is the most Timberwolves thing ever, winning meaningless games to blow their draft pick. Move them somewhere else. This franchise is cursed. <laughs> Leroy, at some point, you got to root for the core to move forward. And that's what's happening here. Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, Cat, these guys are all, I mean, they're not winning every game, but they have found a great thing offensively under Chris Finch. And Ant Edwards specifically, in like the 30-some games under Chris Finch, is averaging 23.5 points, 6 rebounds, 3.5 assists, He's shooting forty four percent from the from the field. Like he's a he's legitimately rookie of the year. And I get that uh, Lamelo Ball went out with an injury, and so you know if he had stayed healthy, it's it's, it's probably his. But I would like Ant Edwards is exploding under Chris Finch. Another forty point game three games ago that we didn't really get a chance to touch on last week. So I don't know. I mean, I, I know that people are going to be pissed if they don't get this draft pick. 
because there's some amazing players uh, that they could get in the top three. That's gonna hurt. But the, don't don't lose sight of the ball here. If Cat, D'Lo, and and Anthony Edwards don't pan out as a nucleus, it doesn't matter who you draft at the top of this draft. You're going to hit the reset button again. So I am much more interested in what they're doing on the court right now and let the ping pong balls fall where they may, boys. So I, I saw a tweet last night that I really liked. And granted, the Wolves are not going to trade for or get Chris Paul. But the tweet that I saw said, why can't or the Wolves should be the Suns next year? Like, why can't they make a huge jump? And I, I think, to Phil, what you're saying I think that's that's where the pressure lies. The pressure lies in, okay, if you can do this now from day one of next year, let's see you do this. Let's see you come back. And you know what? Perhaps they will. I don't know. I, I think Finch um, knows exactly what he wants, what he's doing, and my sense is he is a good coach. So it's a possibility that they can. But I'm not as concerned now about the pick as I am the fact that I want to see this team engaged and playing like this and winning a significant, and I, I know it's the Wolves, so if you need to laugh, go ahead and laugh, but winning a significant number of basketball games starting on opening night next season. I think that's that's where I'm at with watching this. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lake shore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed-free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. They are seven and five over the last like three and a half weeks, so they're they're actually playing a button and they've got wins over that stretch, over Miami, two over Utah. They beat Golden State, who you know has maybe the greatest offensive player of all time. Um, well, not of all time, but like a really good offensive player in Steph Curry. So uh, I'm just saying, like, but that's fair, right? This, this is this is more that that is more meaningful. All of what's happening in the last month than. If you get this pick or not, so Dane Moore also pointed this out on Twitter yesterday. That said, just more solidifying the fact that this is becoming Anthony Edwards' team too. That Ant will be 21 when D'Lo's uh, contract expires, and he'll be 22 when Cat's contract expires. So uh, obviously, I'm not saying you're going to blow it up. Cat's gone, D'Lo's gone this time next year. But like by the time those contracts are done, Anthony Edwards is still 22 years old. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. Yep. Absolutely yep. insane. Cat and Ant, I think, might work really well. I think so too. State statement on the Wolves from me dovetails in perfectly. Ant Edwards is everything personality wise that Jimmy Butler wasn't. Did, did you guys see um, on Friday post game? It was Ant and Cat because they yeah. now look like to do these things together, which is absolutely fine. Jimmy and, chirped Cat, and it got picked up on a hot mic yep. courtside. And and Krasinski asked Cat um, about the exchange and what transpired, and Ant jumped right in, and in typical Ant defusing fashion, basically said, "They're grown men. If you're not if you're not t- talking s," he said, "You're not uh, competing." Uh, my point being is. That's what we wanted from Butler. Like Butler would, first of all, wouldn't have done the Zoom with Cat. Second of all, he wouldn't have defended him. Like Ant at nineteen, he jumped in, and yeah. and you, you could say, well, Cat should be able to speak for himself, and he's a veteran now, and that's all true. But that's just not Cat. Like he's never going to be that guy. And I love the fact that in this sense, Ant jumped in, and it's just so apparent about the maturity and ability to read things that Ant has, that that's what we wanted from Jimmy. That th- This was supposed to be what he was. It's Ant. It's really impressive yeah. to me. It is. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy never really put his arms around. He just wants a fully formed roster that he can just, like, come in and be the alpha on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's just not the case. Like, and even in Miami, it's not the case. And he's gotten mad at them publicly and a few times. And he just wants to but... yell and scream, too. Like, Butler's thing is... The problem is this. Butler and Tibbs, in lots of ways at the time, were the same person. It's like you're not going to get the desired results now by screaming at guys like Cat. It just doesn't work that way. 
My favorite play of that game was Ant coming from behind and swatting Jimmy Butler at the rim yep. on a layup. And Jimmy Butler turned around like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, yep. Ant just happened, buddy. He's, <laughs> he, he's you with higher upside and a more fun-loving, charismatic personality in the in the locker room and publicly. Jim, Jimmy Butler's got some charisma, too, but it's sort of a dark, evil charisma that wears out its welcome. All right, over to Declan. All right, my final statement. It's a weekend observation. Um, most notably from yesterday. So I, I, I did a little um, a little Sunday fun day, just a brief little Sunday fun day with a couple friends last yesterday, my friends Mary and Paige, and we did bottomless mimosas. So usually I, I like bottomless mimosas. You know, you don't ever see the bottom. It's, it's very champagne dangerous. and orange juice. It's very dangerous. And I have learned, and I learned Quite the flexible. hard way shortly after leaving said brunch that I can no longer do bottomless mimosas. It gets you too full. It puts too much pressure on the belly on top how of the boy, breakfast. How, you just how many did you? You don't have to have a hundred. Like I had four. That's a lot. I had four. That's not a little Sunday fun day, dude. But if it's bottomless, I'm going to take advantage of the bottomless. Otherwise, I'll just do the one and be good. Like if I'm so going to go you, all do you in, apply the same philosophy when you go to buffets? Like like I, buffets aren't really as much yeah. of a thing in you. the last year and a half, but. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to get as many plates as possible. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. He's a kid. Phil. the process. He's young though. I did the same. I did the same thing. Yeah. I I, I learned the hard learn. way. I learned the hard exactly. way. No, I learned the hard you know way. What? And I'm speaking for my friends too. When I say this, we're out on bottomless mimosas. It, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. It's a Page terrible idea. Mary and my two best girlfriends, Mary and Paige, they're out. They're out. They're both on, out. We're all, well, we all came you're, to the conclusion. Wait, we wait, can't you're do talking it. about Mary's out though, but Mary. Oh, I've heard Paige is a lush, but that was just me. No, they're they're both out. They're both Mayor, out. We, come we both, on, Mary. We both came to the conclusion. Where was it? We were at Union. Okay. Union rooftop. Oh, in Union, downtown. very nice. Yeah. Oh, downtown. Ooh. Yeah. It was a nice spot. Yeah, what, how, how did you manage just getting through all the buildings that are still burning? It's yeah. Difficult. Right. Oh my God. Um, uh, how, how do you? How do you? You dodge the city? gunfire. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a bullet coming. Hold on. Did you have to watch your car when you were filling up gas today? Oh my God. Just <laughs> for God's sake. Stay. Right, Page so is out. So breaking news, Phil. Stay in the suburbs. Page Declan, gone. Declan learning his his life lesson there. Okay, back to Judd. Okay, <laughs> I I will I will give, also give, give you a. Weekend observation that's actually been brewing with me for a couple weeks now, but it just continues to crystallize, okay? (sighs) All right. I'm glad the pandemic's done, basically, largely. I shouldn't say it's done completely. I'm glad that we are moving on. We're pretty close. I'm glad the vax, I'm glad glad you're getting vaxxed. I'm glad that people are, it it seems like we are going back to a better place. How's that? Because I shouldn't say done. But I have one question that serves as a statement off of that. Can no one bleeping drive in, anymore at all? Tra- so traffic is now back. Yep. Like, traffic is back. Um, and people are either going 45 on the freeway or 90, getting behind you. It's like they're still driving, like there's no traffic. And I don't understand it. Like, how hard is it to get with, oh, cars are back on the road. I might have to go 60, 55, not tailgate. Like, what's happened here? Are Can people's brains not function to go back to normal traffic now? Now, I would prefer that people learned the lesson and bosses learned that your employees can work from home now. So let them stay home. Don't have them come in. <laughs> Because I'd prefer you're off the road. Like, unless you have to drive, don't drive. If I okay, I, if, if given the option, would you remember like the first few weeks after shutdown last year, and like the roads state? were just to go, it was a so tum- tumbleweeds? Yeah, yeah. It was a police state. Would, yeah. Would you rather go back to that and wear yes. masks the rest of your life yes. inside public places? Oh, absolutely. I might Are you be serious. I might be Mister Mask from now on. Here's okay. I've learned things about masks that I love. Okay. Ooh, okay. Number one, here we go. If someone if you don't like, if you see a person you don't like, or they say something stupid, you can make any facial expression you want. Oh yeah, mask covers it. Yes. Well, that'll be great for Declan and I when Judd uh, fires off some of his I, hot takes. We can just sit exa- here. Exactly. Exactly. And I can see your eyes, but I, I can't see your. I yes. was at a, I was at a baptism two Sundays ago. Exactly. And the priest just he was talking really in a funny way. Thank God I had a mask on because there's two incidents where I had to just turn around. I mean, I still had my mask on, but I was laughing underneath my mask because it was so comical the way Dude, he was you delivering can, and it. You, you can't have a laughing attack in church, yeah. man. You can't. You can't. You do can't. That. No. You the can't. the mm-hmm. other mask thing that I absolutely love, and this is slightly gross, but it's true, and I'm sure lots of folks indulge, 
is this one. If you have bad breath or have, have to burp, you don't have to use your hand to cover your mouth now. It just goes right into the mask. So you're saying you just don't even have to worry about any sort of dental hygiene or care. You don't even you brush haven't brushed your teeth since look, last February. No, I brush my teeth. I do. I do enjoy that. I floss. I, I have. I'm very good as far as dental care goes. At least I try. But my point is. The mask allows me a freedom to burp without it being gross because it just that's comes disgusting. back at me. But that's, but that's disgusting, dude. Well, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? I got to burp. Like if I burp oh in public, I got to use my hand and, and then the burp comes and then it comes out and oh. it's still sort of gross. Oh, this is like it's like you're Dutch ovening yourself. Basically. But I don't. Yeah, but yes, but my point is with it's glee. me. It's my own problem. <laughs> But what I'm saying is I don't – I am helping others by not having to have them be part of what I consider to be gross. Lord, I just don't want to know what happens when you take that mask off and just a gush of, like, pent-up burps comes flying it's, out. I don't burp constantly, oh. dude. I'm just saying once in a while if I, have a, if I have a burp, okay? I'm not saying, like, I don't burp, like, on purpose because it's – it still makes noise. I'm just – the mask allows me some basic freedoms I didn't have before. You know what it's like? Hockey and helmets. You know, for a long time, we didn't wear them, right? And it turned out to be dangerous. So so just to clarify, are you, you're going to wear a mask out in public I might keep it after going for this a while. thing is all over. I might keep it going for a while. Well, you know what? If it will stop me from obtaining the flu or something or a cold, yeah. I don't think it's going to stop you. I don't think your fabric mask or whatever but, but it might help. is going to stop someone else from, like, giving you the flu. You know, like, they'll it still be help talking. A the bartender will still be talking and spraying his little spit particles in your drink, and then like you'll take a drink of it because he won't have a mask. Right, but I'm just talking about cutting down. I'm cutting. I'm talking about cutting the risk. Cutting the risk a little I bit. Got you. Yeah. And I don't okay. mind it. But anyway, my number one thing is work from home. Get off the get <laughs> off the road. If you can no longer drive, get off the road. Get out, get out of my way and quit tailgating me. And get off Judd's lawn too. More specifically, get off. You know what? You know what? I have try and find positives in places. Okay, I'm Mr. Sunshine. Uh, I want to hit you guys with at least one twin statement. I feel like we've just gotten completely yeah. bored of the twins here. Uh, <laughs> but our talking twins discussions are are presented by our friends at Dennis Kirk. I mean, you know, look at it this way: if the twins are just going to be uh, you know dull to watch because they can't even beat the Tigers for two straight games. Maybe it's time to get out and ride here, all right? Whether you ride a Harley, a Metric Cruiser, a sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. Dennis Kirk is the leading supplier of motorcycle parts, 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Order by 8 p.m. They ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. Best in the business, DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right, my twin statement is... I think it's time to start looking ahead to 2022-23 very soon. That is my statement. I don't think this is like a 2011 situation where you're going to have to go into a multi-year rebuild because you do have enough young guys, even when you take the ones that aren't panning out off the table, right? Like you got Larnick that just got called up. Kirilov's wrist won't be you know broken in half forever. Um, I don't know what to do with Buxton at this point because as great as he's been, he just has never been able to stay out the injured list, but... You got enough like, burritos. There's enough interesting pieces to where if you could trade 40-year-old Nelson Cruz between now and the deadline, and it sucks to say that, but like that dude's 40, and could you could probably get a haul for him from some contender that has you know maybe a guy ready to come up and be in your starting rotation next year. I threw out Kenta Maeda on Twitter and got savaged, right? Like, well, he's got... It's the most team-friendly deal in all of American sports. It's $3 million this year, and I think even exactly. next year and 2023. Yeah, it's a ridiculously low contract. But he's also 33, and he's one of your best trade assets. And so if you feel like, all right, maybe he peaked last year and he's entering his mid-30s. I mean, I'm just saying, I would be looking, what are my best trade assets that are, that are going to be older guys that aren't going to be part of the ride in like two or three years at a high level? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would be actively exploring those conversations very, very soon, unless they rattle off like five straight wins in the next week. Who's going to potentially get you the most? Those two Cruz. and who else? Um, Simmons could get you something, but it's also, you, you also need to find the problem with a shortstop is like how many contenders need a shortstop, right? Right. Like that's your market, right? You know, at least Cruz, it's just, 
everyone needs a bat, and you can always like shuffle your lineup and move someone to first base to make room for him at DH. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I mean, Mike Pineda could probably help someone. Trying to think of, I mean, people are saying, well, what about trading Sano? Well, he's not going to get you anything. No, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Kepler's not going to get you anything right now. Yeah. He's hit a couple home runs, and Polanco's coming around a little bit. But yep. your main ones are going to be, in terms of trade value, Might increase. and Donald, uh, Donaldson's contract's not going to, you're going to have to eat so much of that contract if you're going to get something for him. So, yeah. you, honestly, you start with Cruz. You start with Cruz. It sucks. He's he's one of the greatest yeah, hitters in his history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks, yeah. but it's smart. Yeah. All right. I've got a Twins statement as well. Actually, I've got two. But this f- first one is just damn sad. Miguel Sano is a better first baseman today than he is a hitter. Yes, I said that right. He is a better <laughs> he's a better glove than a bat. The on-base machine known as Miguel Sano has struck out nine times and walked twice in 19 plate appearances and 17 at-bats in four games since coming back from a hamstring injury. He is now for the season slashing 129, 299, 226. But he is making more plays and doing more good in the field than he is at the plate. I never thought there would be a day in my life when I would say that. You know, he has he has come to the plate 77 times. He doesn't even have a double. I know, He's I know. come to the plate 77 times. Yesterday. He it's does awful. not have a double. I know. A double. I know. A double? Yeah. He's also Can't big again. Like, he's slowly but surely grown again, much like me. So I don't mean in a good way. He's not growing up. He's growing out. Um, yeah, there's, like, what's the positive here? You're asking the wrong two guys. Uh, no, here. I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like not, but, but, like, what's the hope? You're not going to get an argument near. What's the hope? There is none. That's, That's how it feels. Happen. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ho- well, the hope is that every year, and he will. Like, he'll get super hot for, like, two or three weeks. He's not, he's not just going to hit 129 all year. He'll get super hot for, like, two weeks. I guess. But the problem is, you know, that's not going to get you back to 500 all right. at this point. So, anyhow, all right. That was all a right. good statement session here. Oh, wait, I got one more. I'm Mackie and Joe. I got one oh, more Twins one. By all means. I got one more uh, Twins one. Um, by all means. Sound the alarm. Declan's like, come on, just yeah. go. Yeah, go. Yeah, come on. Sound the alarm. <laughs> sound the alarm. Somebody, somebody yeah. sound the alarm. Royce did, not me. All right. <laughs> it is time to sound the alarm I got, I got. on Tyler Duffy. He now has a 556 ERA in 13 games. He gave up four runs, three hits, and a walk in coming in, by the way, to start, I believe, the seventh on Saturday against the Tigers and took that loss. Um, His numbers before that outing actually ERA-wise weren't awful, but his velocity is down, Mm -hmm. and he has become, according to the uh, Twins broadcast, that I was listening to driving to the store on Saturday. Incredibly predictable. First pitch is like that curveball every time. Um, something's off here, and this feels like a, a regression big time for a guy who wasn't good, made himself good, and now is sliding for sure. But it started with when when the velocity was down for all of the spring. That had to be a concern. And I just watch him now. And it feels like we are slowly but surely sliding back to the guy that he was, which is that he gets really mad, he gets frustrated, something goes wrong. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. Sound the alarm. Yep. And, and by the way, this this happens. I mean, if if you get get past like the top five percent great relievers, like Josh Hader and the guys that just mow hitters down for years at a time, most relievers are failed starters. Which Tyler Duffy is a failed starter, right? Mm-hmm. Who have like three pretty good years, maybe four pretty good years until the league catches up to them or until like just the wear and tear of trying to throw the ball as hard as you can for short spurts. It's not, it's not it's not often that relievers give you more than three or four really good years. They just kind of flame out. I mean, look at almost every good reliever in Twins history that wasn't a closer, right? Like take Joe Nathan off the board and Glenn Perkins even gave you like four really good years yep. and his arm fell off, right? Yep. Juan Rincon needed to turn to performance enhancers at one point. J.C. Romero, like these dudes, they, they, they get hot for a few years. The league 
doesn't catch up to it. And yeah. that, that's kind of what's happening to Duffy. The velocity comes down a tick. And then, and then you're, that's uh, it. You're more mortal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my right, boys. Statement. Good stuff. Good stuff here on statements. Mackie and Judd. Uh, you can find us on scorenorth.com in everything we do, whether it's Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, The Scoop with Doogie, Royce Unchained, you name it. Minnesota Sports, anytime, anywhere. Uh, we are your home. And we appreciate you hanging out with us also on our YouTube channels, Score North MN and Purple Daily Podcast for Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you guys tomorrow. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwaka community. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.